The following has been a Shirt Off Your Back production. ShirtOffYourBackAZ.com Hello and welcome to the Shirt Off Your Back podcast, where we are never bored. Which actually is a complete lie, because this podcast is about me being bored, and boredom, and how it can be an asset or a liability, um, and why boredom might actually be a gift. I've been waking up early, 5 a.m. I start my workday at 6. I work 6 to 2, so that's kind of nice. Generally, 6 a.m. to 2-ish p.m., and I get up early and I read, I go sit outside, I drink some coffee, you know, before the heat of the day and kind of watch the sun come up. It's usually up a little bit by the time I get up at 6 a.m. this time of year, but uh, I watch the sun come up and enjoy that. And part of the reason I do that, um, it sort of helps me with my mental health, I think, because I, I work from home and I'm in front of a computer and artificial light and everything all day. So being able to step outside first thing in the morning and see the sunlight kind of helps me with my circadian rhythm. And it just tells me that, hey, it's morning. Go have some breakfast. Start your day. There are things to do today. There are things to face today. And I was doing some reading and some meditating and some praying this morning. And I was thinking about boredom. And I was also thinking about tedium and tedious tasks and mundane things. And uh, a day or two ago, a coworker, a colleague, and I were chatting um, about boredom and how sometimes we tend to put off tedious tasks because they're not very exciting, but then how those tedious tasks are very necessary. And she said something that kind of resonated with me. She said, I think the people that are most successful in life are probably really good at doing the mundane things, doing the things that no one else wants to do or no one else does regularly, like waking up early, like completing all your paperwork, like um, filling out spreadsheets and making sure that things are always up to date, you know, all those little tedious things that no one wants to do. Um, If you can do them regularly, there's a good chance that you are a fairly successful person. So I was reading this morning about making tough decisions and how in life, especially in careers, if let's suppose a company you work for or a boss that you work for is doing something that you don't agree with or something that is sort of in your heart and in your soul that isn't who you are, that doesn't align with your values. And I think often enough, there are no good decisions to be made, right? Because if you speak up, then you risk getting in trouble. You risk, I'm disagreeing with the boss. I'm disagreeing with the company. Um, You risk sort of being ostracized. You risk being fired or you quit. And then you have to go through the tedium and through the arduous task of getting a new job. So often enough, there's no good decision to be made, right? There's just a less bad decision. And I think you have to discern what you can tolerate and discern what needs to change, right? Because you can only tolerate so much and eventually those little things tend to pile up. So it helps to sort of speak out on those every once in a while and say, hey, I don't know if I dis, excuse me, I don't know if I agree with this direction. 
I think maybe there's another way to go about this. I think you as a company or you as a supervisor are going about this the wrong way, and here's why. And you might want to qualify that with, please tell me if or how I am wrong. Because I could be, right? Be humble about it. Be smart enough and wise enough to know that you could be wrong, um, even though you think you might be right. And, and there's going to be degrees to that. If you are taking an adamant stance on something, if it's a moral or ethical issue, then take a, take a harder stance. But again, you have to discern what you can tolerate and how much you can tolerate and then discern, okay, this needs to change now. This needs to change because both toleration and change are fraught with risk, right? If you fight for change, that's you're taking a risk. If you tolerate things, you're taking a risk because you can only tolerate so much. And it might come to pass that you've tolerated so much that you're burnt out, that you're exhausted, that you're depressed, that you're um, you're losing that spark in your soul, that creative spark that keeps driving you to get up in the morning and watch the sunrise and sort of meditate on the day and say, okay, what good can I do today? You know, and I, I work with people every day that are struggling with weight, struggling with health. Some of them are like pre-diabetic. Some of them are diabetic and have significant health issues. Others just are, are getting older. They're putting on pounds. You know, they've they've put on a, a, the COVID-19, as a lot of them are calling it, and they just want to lose some weight and develop a better relationship with food. Awesome, right? I work with people all the time, and I, I spend my entire day helping people and, and spend my entire day problem solving. And I tend, I've noticed this, especially lately, I tend to be very sharp first thing in the morning. And I tend to take these kind of abstract concepts and make them more concrete and make them more palatable. And I'm able to deliver them in a way where I can help my colleagues and help my my clients and my coworkers and friends and family. Um, whereas towards the end of the day, towards 12, 1, 2 o'clock, I tend to start to get a little bit fatigued uh, mentally and emotionally. So... Imagine compounding that with, I disagree with this company's stance or I disagree with my my boss's stance or my boss's, my supervisor's direction on this. Imagine how uh, fatiguing and exhausting that could be, you know. So it's definitely important to use some discernment. Um, and this coworker and I, we were talking about boredom and tedium and how tedious tasks are can be soul deadening, but how if you are able to face them and if you're able to just say, I'm going to do this task and make that task a priority, how that can sort of shift your focus and shift your mindset. Um, because I I think a lot about boredom too because I snack when I get bored. Um, and I, I daydream and a lot of times I'll, I'll go for a walk if I'm bored. If I'm stressed, if I'm hungry, I'll go for a walk and that'll sort of allow me to unpack and daydream and that's sort of my commute if you will um but i snack when i get bored so it's important to me and important for me to find something to do when i feel that boredom creeping in because i will 100 percent snack especially if there's i know they're they're in there right now uh jalapeno kettle chips or salt and pepper kettle chips or um 
red vines, any kind of sour candy, things like that in the house, I'll find them and I'll snack on them. So it takes a fair amount of discipline and it takes a fair amount of, um, I don't know if it's like cognitive behavioral therapy, but just cognitive awareness to say, okay, I'm bored. I need to go find something else to do. Um, I need to go for a walk. That sort of mental awareness can be exhausting as the day drags on. So her and I, back to what I was saying earlier at the top of the podcast, her and I were talking about boredom and tedium and how important it is to tackle those tasks and face those tasks head on because then at least you're in control, right? Then at least it's not the the tedious task controlling you and looming over you. At least you're facing it. And you can say, okay, spreadsheet, okay, time card, okay, email that I have to send every day. I'm going to face you and I'm going to get it done. So we were chatting and I said, I'm thinking about tedium and how we might reframe the challenge of tedium into something like an adventure. How can we make the mundane things in work and life more fun? And maybe tedium and boredom is actually a gift because it means we have an otherwise fulfilling life. And a couple of days ago, ironically enough, I came across this quote. And it's interesting how, again, I keep having these sort of little serendipitous moments where I'll read something about boredom and then the next day or two at work, the topic of boredom will get brought up. And I read this quote uh, by G.K. Chesterton fairly recently. And he says, an adventure is only an inconvenience rightly considered. An inconvenience is only an adventure wrongly considered. So if you think of something as inconvenient, um, just try to think of something food related, keep it food related, maybe boredom, right? Maybe boredom is inconvenient. This is super inconvenient. I'm feeling bored. I got nothing to do. I know I got snacks in the house. I'm going to snack. How can you take that inconvenience and turn it into an adventure? How could you take that boredom? How could you take that feeling of that sort of push and pull of I'm bored, I want to snack. I'm bored, I want to snack. I'm bored, I want to snack. And turn that into an adventure and have a little mini adventure with it, right? I wonder what happens if. I wonder what happens if. I use those five words a lot. I wonder what happens if I go for a walk instead of snack. I wonder what happens if I drink water instead of snack, right? Have a little mini adventure with it. It's not going to be exciting. It's not going to be, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's not going to be a Braveheart kind of adventure. Maybe it is. Maybe you really like snacks. But an adventure is only an inconvenience rightly considered, right? If it's an inconvenience and you're like, okay, well, I guess we're having an adventure. Think about something like if you're, you know, your car breaks down or, you know, you um, have some kind of issue in your house with electrical work or plumbing or something like that. That can be really frustrating and that can be very time consuming. It could possibly be expensive. Um, if you can reframe that and turn that into some kind of adventure, I think you're doing really well. Flip that around and inconvenience is only an adventure wrongly considered. So if you see something that is inconvenient as inconvenient rather than seeing it, see it as an adventure, naturally it's going to feel like an inconvenience, right? Naturally you're going to feel 
inconvenienced. You're going to feel the tedium. You're going to feel that boredom of life, those mundane things. So how do you get excited about boredom, right? How do you get excited about mundane things? How do you stay excited about mundane things? I think it's interesting because I was having this discussion at work too. I said it's weird because I am very routine and structured. I wake up at the same time roughly every day. Sometimes I sleep in on the weekends, but I roughly you know, wake up at the same time every day. I, I do the same things the same way all the time. I shower the same time almost every night. I just get into these habits and routines, but I also get very bored easily. And I'm also very quick to, eh, I want to go try something else. Eh, I want to flip this around. Eh, I want to change this. You know, um, it's weird. So I have these sort of two parts of me that really like routine and structure and another part of me that gets really bored with routine and structure and gets, and gets bored easily. But I think boredom is a gift in the sense that, one, it means you have an otherwise fulfilling life. And two... I think a lot of creativity is born out of boredom. I think a lot of good ideas were probably born out of boredom. A lot of bad ideas were probably born out of boredom too, but boredom can be a gift because it means you live an otherwise fulfilling life. And I think it might also mean that you have a lot of privilege, I guess, and maybe technology, and you have a lot of things to keep you entertained, right? Because we're so glued to our screens and we're so glued to being entertained, right? And make no mistake, like the news isn't news. It's infotainment, right? It's meant to inform you, inform you. It's more meant to disinform you, not misinform you, disinform you. The media is more meant to disinform you but it's meant to entertain you as well and keep you hooked. Just like those social media algorithms, if you've ever seen uh, The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Um, you know, the, the CEO of Netflix, he was quoted as saying, you know, basically their only competition is sleep. You know, yeah, we have Hulu and, and Amazon and things like that, but Netflix is kind of the, the top dog as far as streaming services, streaming television goes. And they said basically our biggest competitor is sleep. Imagine that. Our biggest competitor is sleep. So if you can think of boredom as a gift, right? Because we're constantly entertained and we constantly feel the need to be entertained. And that is not good for our minds. That's not good for our brains. On this this same topic, I came across a a TED Talk and the woman in the TED Talk was talking about that very thing. Um, How we spend so many minutes of a day and so many hours of a week and so many days of a month glued to our screens, glued to our phones, thinking that we're being productive, thinking that we're multitasking. And if you think of multitasking versus monotasking, there's a lot of um, research as far as um, careers and, and tasks at work and tasks in a workplace that have shown that multitasking isn't quite as effective as monotasking, right? Doing one thing at a time and focusing on it and then moving to the next thing. How many tabs do you have open on your computer at any given time? How many apps do you have open on your phone at any given time? 
give yourself the gift of boredom. Give yourself the gift of having nothing to do. Give yourself the gift of if you're feeling bored, go find something to do. Go for a walk, drink some water, and just experience things. And I'm doing this thing at the end of the day now where if it's cool enough, generally it's it's been in the upper 100s here in Phoenix, but and I know that sounds like a lot to people not in Phoenix, but it's it's I know it's cliche, but it is a dry heat and uh, 100 degrees is actually fairly tolerable. It's hot, but it's it's tolerable. But I've been I've been pulling my shirt off and going and just laying out in the backyard and just enjoying the sun and trying to meditate a little bit and focusing, doing some breath work and focusing on my breath and praying and just trying to spend some time really being present. And of course, my mind wanders, my mind drifts, but I'm able to kind of come back, right? And and focus on my breath again. And it's been nice giving myself that gift of just being bored, putting my phone away, putting my phone down, leaving it in the house, grabbing a drink and just going and laying out in the sun and doing nothing for half hour to an hour. And we're so obsessed with productivity that it's really interesting because if you really think about it, it's easy to do nothing. It takes zero effort to do nothing, right? But when we're so used to doing things all the time, it takes a ton of effort to do nothing. It takes a ton of effort to do nothing when we're so used to multitasking. So think about your computer. I mentioned your computer, I mentioned your phone. Your brain is essentially a computer, right? So if you think about, I have one tab open on my computer right now, and I have OBS open on my monitor next to my computer, next to my laptop. So I have dual screens. Essentially, I have one tab open. My my brother-in-law, uh, he works for a major company. I don't want to say the name, but anytime I look at his computer or any computer he's using, he has... I mean, and I'm not exaggerating, he has at least 20 tabs open, at least 20, that's probably minimum, right? And I'm like, oh, tab browsing, it's great, but how do you function with 20 tabs open? Imagine your brain having 20 tabs open at one time, and it's running all these programs and running all these different processes and all these different tasks tasks all at the same time. It's never allowed to be bored, it's just overworked. It's not even really entertained. It's not entertained in a healthy way like, you know, a book or a sunrise or a sunset or a good hike or wrestling with your kids or playing a game with your kids or having an intimate moment with you know, your spouse. Your brain's not entertained in a healthy way. It's entertained in that it's just doing things. And I'm kind of rambling at this point, but... I, I did something a little different with this podcast. Usually I'll write out a blog post and I'll kind of write out my thoughts. And I didn't want to do that with this one. I wanted to allow myself to just sort of shoot from the hip and speak my mind and um, rather than have things scripted. So I want to read this one more time and I have it on the, uh, on the green screen behind me. I was thinking about tedium and how we might reframe the, reframe the challenge of tedium into something like an adventure. 
How can we make the mundane things in work and life more fun? And maybe tedium and boredom is actually a gift because it means we have an otherwise fulfilling life. An adventure is only an inconvenience rightly considered. An inconvenience is only an adventure wrongly considered. So the reason I shared this with this colleague of mine is I mentioned we were talking about tedious tasks and she asked me, that was one of the, the things I was gonna, told her I was gonna focus on this week. I said, you know what, I think I'm gonna really focus on getting those tedious things done. And you know, we were just having a general discussion about productivity and what's going well for us and for me and what's not going so well. And um, I, I, I mentioned just getting those tedious tasks done and I just find them distracting and find them to be a nuisance. And I tend to put them off and put them off and put them off and then they pile up. And then I have to do a whole bunch of tedious tasks at once. Whereas if I just tackled them, then I'd be able to get them done. And she said, um, she was in the same boat, you know, that we were kind of wrestling with the same thing and struggling with the same thing. So um, she said, what are you, you know, what are you thinking about working on and what are you thinking about doing? And I mentioned I was, I was working on something early this morning because I tend to be sharper in the morning and I put off the tedious things, but I put them off for a reason. I put them off because I was having a really meaningful and engaging and important conversation uh, with a coworker. We were working on a project and there was this um, particular issue uh, that we had to solve with a client. And I just said, I, I, was, I was thinking about tedium and how we might reframe that challenge into tedium as something like an adventure. And I, I love that, that Chesterton quote. It's just, it sticks with me because I tend to get very frustrated when things, and there's little things like, you know, my car could explode, my house could catch on fire, and you know, as long as everybody's okay, I'd be like, oh, well, I guess we gotta go get a new car. I guess we gotta get a new house. But something like, I'll plug headphones in and they won't work and I'll, I'll get just bogged down by the tedium of, okay, great, now I gotta figure out why these headphones aren't working and do I need to update like firmware? Is the cord broken or, you know, the earpiece is broken or what's going on? And I get frustrated with little things and it's the tedious things in life that get me. And once I read that, I was like, well, you know, and I've, I've heard that before that boredom is a gift, but um, I started piecing all this stuff together after reading this morning and having chats with coworkers and working with people and weight loss and things like that. So that's it. Embrace boredom. Embrace those tedious tasks. Face them head on. See how you can make them fun, right? If it's like flossing, Ugh, I got to floss. I don't know. Dance while you do it. Set a timer and see how fast you can floss. I mean, do it safely, obviously, but see how fast you can floss, you know, quickly and efficiently. And um, I don't know. Make the boring things fun. And if you can do that as an adult, imagine what you can do with your kids. I'm bored. Well, okay, I know what we can do. Let's go have some fun. Don't snack when you get bored. Go find something to do. That's one of my bad habits, snack when I get bored. I wanted to mention again, uh, Patreon. Uh, become a patron, you'll get some goodies. I will link to the Patreon page in the show notes. And I'm, I'm setting myself up to make more content here. And I know I've kind of been hinting at that and saying that. Um, 
I've thought about trying to do a podcast daily. It would be very difficult to do. But that's one thing that I've I think I've been doing in conjunction with tackling those tedious tasks is intentionally tackling difficult things and saying things that I know not that I not that I don't have any intention of doing but that I don't necessarily have a plan a plan to carry out because then that sort of forces me to come up with a plan and I'm committing to things before I'm quite ready to commit to them just to push myself so I'm going to tease the idea of having a daily podcast and it might just be a place to unload some thoughts and um, work through some ideas and give you some information. It might have a little bit more structure because I've noticed times of the day when I tend to feel sharper mentally and am able to articulate thoughts without saying um too much and without stammering and backpedaling. And after I've had a break from work and I've had some more coffee or I've had some water, I've gone outside and soaked up the sun, first thing in the morning, I'm pretty sharp. And then a couple hours after work, I'm pretty sharp. I have I have a little bit more cognitive and emotional energy to work through some ideas. So usually around five or six o'clock around dinner time, I feel up to the task of recording a podcast again. And I'll tell you what was going through my head right before I right before I recorded this podcast. I knew what I wanted to put on the green screen. I knew what I wanted to talk about. I didn't want to write the blog post. I didn't want to set up the green screen because those are tedious, right? The blog posts are tedious not in that writing them. They're tedious in editing, finding images, posting them, making sure they post, reading them, finding typos that I missed, going back and fixing the typos. And the green screen takes 30 seconds to set up. It's just I have to drag it out, put it behind the camera, get the lighting right. I mean, it it takes less than five minutes, but it's just tedious. And I thought, you know what? I'll set up the green screen, but I'm not going to write a blog post. Maybe I'll try to do it the opposite and I'll write the podcast. I'll do the podcast first and then record the blog post or and then write the blog post. I'll flip it around. I'll give myself that gift. I'll, I'll give myself that little challenge. I'll take something that I don't necessarily want to do or that I might find a little bit tedious. And I'll tweak it a little bit. I'll make it like an adventure. So I recorded most of this. I mean, I had, again, I had a general framework of what I wanted to talk about, but I recorded most of this, um, you know, shooting off the hip, just kind of making it up as I go. So remember... An adventure is only an inconvenience rightly considered. An inconvenience is only an adventure wrongly considered. So this will be up on YouTube. It will be on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Patreon. Become a patron and get some goodies, some shirts, uh, possibly some stickers. If I can ever get my button gear and get those made, uh, you'll get some goodies sent to you uh, every month for becoming a patron for as little as five dollars a month if you've enjoyed this content if you found it helpful uh, i appreciate you i really appreciate those that have sort of um, supported this little pet project of mine over the years that has has come and gone and ebbed and flowed and i'm really starting to get some more things in focus and it's been a blast Um, even if five people listen to it i'm going to keep recording it because i think it it helps me and i enjoy doing it so uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time